You know, having sensitive skin makes finding skincare products so difficult. It is. But today's sponsor, OneSkin, makes it easy. Their topical supplements are formulated with soothing ingredients and natural antioxidants. And they're gentle enough to use every day, even if you have sensitive skin. And it was founded by an all-female team of scientists. OneSkin's products are backed by extensive lab and clinical data to validate their efficacy and safety on all skin types. Their topical supplements are the easiest way to keep your skin healthy and hydrated without all the harsh ingredients or irritation found in other skincare products. In a third-party 12-week clinical study performed by third-party research organization OS01 Face was clinically proven to strengthen the skin barrier, improve skin health markers, and diminish visible signs of aging. Like wrinkles were diminished in 87% of users. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company by focusing on the cellular aspects of aging one skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer get started today with 15 percent off using code tco at oneskin.co that's 15 percent off oneskin.co with code tco after your purchase they'll ask you where you heard about them please support the show and tell them we sent you it's more than just your output more than Welcome to the Clip Out Podcast, episode 300. This is Crystal O'Keefe. And this is Tom O'Keefe. Ta-da. Ta-da. I'm so excited. Yeah, I can't believe it. 300 episodes, That's Tom. a lot of episodes. I mean, my other podcast. Yeah, I know. You guys have like a lot more. 730-something. Yeah, Just, it's a lot. It's a lot. Just saying. Yeah. 300. Yeah. That's nice, too. All right. Well, I can leave. <laughs> no. I did my makeup and everything for the first time in like a month. Me so. too. <laughs> More than a month. I guess it's just a couple of days over a month. Uh, so, uh, yeah, 300. How about that? That's a uh, that's no small feat. No that's, small feat. indeed. It's almost six years of our time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's funny with everything that's been going on with you and then the show hitting 300. We've been having some talks just about what the clip out will look like moving forward and so we've got some ideas in mind but it will probably in the not too distant future it will start to look sorry i was singing the mr science theater song in my head in the I, not too distant future i said in the not too distant future i know baby um, i yeah. love you <laughs> way down in deep 13 so coming up soon <laughs> The clip out might look a little different. That's all I'm saying. We haven't really figured out exactly what that means. We have some ideas that we're kicking around, but I think all we'll... of this has made us reflect. Yes, there are some changes that we feel are needed. Yeah, so, so we'll, you, we, we will keep you updated. Yeah, so just watch this space. But for 300, you have been working on a big <laughs> project behind the scenes that you are now ready to unveil the first piece of i am so freaking excited about this okay so those of you who listen every week since the beginning might remember way back i mean it's been i'm pretty sure two and a half maybe three years mm -hmm. i casually mentioned that we should create a timeline of peloton 
and have it out there to keep track of because there's so much that happens. For sure. And lo and behold, Diana Nichols stepped up and said, hey, I do print design for a living. I would love to help you create a timeline. A giant infographic Mm -hmm. that will display all of the key moments in the history of Peloton. And I mean all. Oh, like, let I mean, me tell you guys, it this is, exhaustive. is so freaking detailed. And today, for the first time ever, you can go to our website and you can see the timeline. Well, part of the part. timeline. Because it's so, so massive, we have to reveal it to you in increments. Yes. <laughs> It is, though. Uh, <laughs> all dick jokes aside. Yes. The thing is, is that the first couple of years, it's not overwhelming. Right. There's a lot that happens, but it's not overwhelming. Right. But as things pick up speed, it gets insane. So what we're going to do is each week on the website, theclipout.com, we are going to reveal a new year. So this year, or this week, rather, you can go to the Peloton timeline that is on theclipout.com, and you can see 2012 and 2013. Because believe it or not, we are already at a decade yes. of Peloton. And uh, this is a love letter to Peloton. This is a love letter to the, communi the community. Diana and I have been working on this for so long. Uh, now, Diana did end up doing a lot of work. I want to give her the credit that is due. Mm -hmm. But this has definitely been something we both we both have put a lot of heart and soul into. So what were you going to say? I was going to say in conjunction with the timeline, we should also say that every week until we're caught up to the present day in our Patreon feed, we will be dropping interviews with Diana where we talk about what went on in that year. So the first episode will drop in a few days in our patreon feed it will be this friday as well okay it's coming out on the same day <laughs> yeah, okay yeah. um so it will drop the same day this episode drops and that will spotlight those first two years 2012 2013 and then moving forward it will be one year per patreon episode until we're caught up to the present day so lots of bonus content coming for the patreon subscribers over the next 10 weeks yes yes so if you are interested in getting that information it's the patreon dot it's patreon.com slash the clip out and i just want to put out there that i will be contacting anybody who is currently a patron member and if as of episode 300 you were already a patreon member you are going to be getting a very very special gift i will be asking you very soon for your addresses but i am just so excited about this <laughs> and i cannot thank diana enough she is our interview this week so everyone that isn't a patreon member is still going to get to hear diana talk about how she made the pieces that she made how this all came together the whole background of the story you still get to hear that uh, if you want to hear the in-depth year by year then that's where you need to become a patron yes and just to be clear about your free gift that's for people who have joined if you're hearing this and you haven't already joined. The this is only for people who have right. already been so a there's member. No rushing, rushing in at the last minute, no. minute to get the gift. But if you want to join, you will still get access to 
all of the bonus uh, ad free content. content, bonus content. And when episodes are early, you get them early. So a lot of times people get them 10, 12, 15 hours ahead of time. So things like that. But I just don't want somebody to go and no, join no, no, and they yeah. hear this and feel like, why didn't I get a thing? So just want to be upfront about that. Yes. Yes. So. Uh, I am so excited about this, though. I can't wait to share it with you. Is there anything else we should say about it, Tom? I think that is is everything. Okay. So I guess what else? Pray tell, do you have in store for people? Well, let's see. We are not going to have a visit from Angelo this week, uh, but we try to never leave a thing without adding a thing. So this week we are going to have a visit from Kaylin Davison, who you might remember us talking about last week. Like she is the new person in charge of the Peloton Studio Instagram account. So we're going to talk to her about how that came to be, what exactly that account's going to be used for, uh, how she's feeling about it going so far. Uh, it's a really fun interview. And then we also have a visit from Dr. Jin. And Dr. Jin talks about like, you've been a stay-at-home mom or a stay-at-home parent, and now you're going back to work, how to find time to exercise. There's also lawsuits we need to cover. There's tons and tons of news of what is going on with Peloton ton this week and uh, we also have competitor information past guest updates and a bunch of in case you missed it awesome well before we get to all that shameless plugs don't forget we're available on apple podcast spotify iheart tune in wherever you find a podcast you can find us while you're there be sure and follow so you never miss an episode maybe leave us a review that's always helpful something else you could do that's helpful that doesn't cost you a dime share an episode in your feed if you like the show and you love peloton you probably have friends that also love peloton so that's just an easy peasy thing you can do to make Make like-minded people aware. Additionally, you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash the clip out. While you're there, like the page, join the group. Don't forget our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash the clip out, where you can watch all of these. And of course, our aforementioned Patreon, patreon.com slash the clip out, where for 10 bucks a month, you get the whole kit and caboodle. You'll get bonus content. You'll get ad-free episodes. You'll get early episodes when they're available. So, um... And it's just a little extra way you can help out if you're so inclined. So there's all of that. Let's uh, let's dig in, shall we? We shall. Breaking news. So after we got done recording the episode, a breaking story hit, which is why we ran the breaking news sweeper. Right? It's, it's been a while since it's, we've had one has, of these. It has. <laughs> so uh, Peloton iFit hit with U.S. import ban over streaming technology. So the U.S. International Trade Commission has banned imports of essentially all Peloton equipment, if I'm reading this correctly. It says video streaming fitness devices made by Peloton and iFit after a judge found they infringed on Dish Network patents. Oof. Yeah, so they have 60 days before it goes into effect. So Peloton If the presidential administration gets to review it and then after 60 days if they find that it's valid and it goes through, then it will take place. I mean, I know it's a lot of hope, but I mean, Biden has a Peloton. Biden likes his Peloton, but I don't know that he's going to step in because he likes his Peloton. Probably That's not. Not the way the law is supposed to work. Yeah, it's not. I mean. <laughs> so apparently the patent that is being disputed is that. Well, there are four of them. Well, yeah, but the. Oh, I see. There's one that's the issue. The question people probably have is what does Dish Network have to do with 
Peloton. Oh, right, streaming, right, 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 right. And so it says that the patents covered adaptive bitrate streaming technology that lets users stream content from around the world in real time at the highest possible quality. God, you'd think everybody is infringing on this patent. Yeah, you you would. And but maybe they are. Right. Yeah. Like, you know. Yeah. And so they had previously sued Lululemon over the mirror mm-hmm. and they have reached an agreement with. And so that's why they're not affected by this, because Lululemon basically said, OK, and they paid whatever the rate was. Wow. So my guess is at this point, Peloton probably ponies up and makes a payment. That makes sense. I mean, based on how things have been going this year and they've been slapping down these lawsuits, that makes sense. And since Lululemon has already reached an agreement, you also kind of have a metric for what the dollar amount should be. Very good point. So because on the one hand, you look at it and you go, well, they don't have a lot of leverage now because they lost this lawsuit. On the flip side, Dish Network has kind of already figured out what the market rate is with Lululemon. So if they try to charge drastically more, I th- I would. I don't know. Is any of that public? Can can they use that? Like it's almost like a bid, you know, like whenever you're doing yeah. services in like sealed bid, you're not really supposed well, to be their, sharing that. Their sole provider or sole source. Right. Right. But that world's so small. I know they, they got to know. So if they come in with a crazy high rate, I think. They got to have some recourse, one would think. I don't know. But, you know, unless they want to license it exclusively to. It's interesting that this is occurring now because this says that the ITC chief administration law judge Clark Cheney sided with Dish in September. So why are we just hearing about it in March? Well, maybe they decided what maybe it's like a criminal case. Like mm, you've been convicted. This is the sentencing. This is the sentencing phase. Mm. Like what's the remedy? Like Interesting. You know, I, again. We're not lawyers. No. Oh, yeah. We're making all this up. So we're just spitballing from an article from Reuters of what we think makes sense here. So but that would be my guess is that they determined that they had violated the patent and now they have to decide what the remedy is. And the remedy is you either make a deal or you don't bring the stuff in. It it says no importation. Yeah. So then my question becomes, if they're making it here, is that allowed? Like, what is yeah, like, I don't why know. would that not infringe on their patent? Because but, it's around the world, maybe like that one key that you said the bit rate was from around the world. Right. So could that have something to do with it? I have no idea, because then my first question to you was, is the Ohio factory back in play? Because yeah. they still haven't unloaded that property. They haven't. That being said, there's no way they could get that up and running in 60 days. No. So they would still have issues. Um, but maybe they stopped doing sales. And they let their inventory not dwindle as quickly. Well, a Peloton spokesperson, according to this article, said that the company was disappointed with the decision and believes it does not infringe the patents. But the ruling will in no way disrupt service for its users. My question is, what about new members? Right, because... You got to wonder, there's no disrupt in, no disruption in service, right? So it's if it's about the importation of equipment, well, you already have your equipment. Right. So you're good. Right. But what about people that don't have equipment yet if they can't bring in new stuff? It's it's a question mark. I would assume I would assume that Peloton would say if they felt that it was going to impact new members. So you would also think that if this was decided in September, Peloton has to have a worst case scenario in place. Exactly. What happens if and so like. Because of that time, that's a very good point. Back from September to March, I'm going to assume that 
I don't know what that plan is, but if Peloton is saying members are not going to be impacted, I'm going to believe members are not going to be impacted. I don't know what they have up their sleeve. And maybe it's that settlement you just alluded to. Yeah. But that's my thought. Okay. Well, watch this space. And just for the purpose of clarity, we recorded this segment after the rest of the episode. So uh, we now return you to your regularly scheduled clip out already in progress. Peloton in the news. So we have reason to believe that the Peloton Row is closer than ever to arriving for the UK members. We do indeed. I guess a a person spotted out uh, on the app when they were taking a class. They were going through and trying to find a good stretch <laughs> and they uh they found the pre and post row stretches showing up under class types so i don't know it also could simply be that uh every once in a while this happens where Just it shows glitch. up on the app yeah. there are there are lots of row classes that have ended up there and then been taken off yeah but since this was a person in the uk they felt like hey Maybe it's coming sooner. We know it is coming to the UK. It's just a matter of time. Yeah. So who knows? Maybe it's sooner rather than later. And adding to our conspiracy theories, Mm -hmm. the fact that Bradley Rose this week posted on Instagram footage of him using a rower. And so since he is in the UK, you got to wonder, what does that mean? Yeah. And I don't know what his home gym looks like. Is this his home gym? Is this at the office? Right. There are lots of questions we have. Lots of questions. For sure. Either way, he says, do hard things. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, He says he's surprised by how difficult rowing is. He didn't expect it to be that hard, I guess. And and now he's like, oh, oof, (laughs) that's a whole thing. (laughs) Peloton has continued picking up former Twitter executives, which I think is a really Really smart move. Agreed. So they've hired uh, Delana Brand, hopefully I'm saying that right, to be chief people officer, which is a fancy pants way to say HR. Yeah. And I feel like that's important because a lot of people thought that that had something to do with community. It does not. This is yeah. for internal employees, not the community. Uh, so, no, this is this is not replacing JV. <laughs> <laughs> this is replacing the chief pe- uh, people officer that left a while back. So I'm glad to see, like you said, Tom, I think this is a really smart move and it'll be interesting to see what we're going to do. And also, I think it's worth noting that in this article, Barry said that the hire completes the leadership team builds out that he had been working on for a So So we're kind of done seeing executive hires for a while. In theory. Gotcha. Well, I think it's uh, really smart. I know Twitter purged a bunch of talent because, you know, they got some issues over there. They got some issues because their owner is smarter than everybody else. Let's uh, let's just leave it. (laughs) Let's just leave it. Well, he he is. Just ask him. I know. He'll be the first to tell you that. I know. So if you love him, then you know that I'm right. (laughs) And if you don't love him, you know that I'm being really sarcastic. (laughs) So uh, (laughs) you can land either way. But he's a dick. So uh, anyway, uh, I think it's great that like if he's dumb enough to purge all these really high level performers that they're out there scooping them up. Well done. I agree. So Peloton this week participated in the Morgan Stanley Technology Media and Telecom Conference. And you can tell this is a technology <sighs> conference because it has the most boring name in the world. I mean, really, I felt like sleeping just through the title. Yes. Like I was ready to nap. I'm ready to nap. Yeah. I, I'm just like, well, I mean, I guess points for you know exactly what it 
what it's going to be, right? But it's true. But it's like there is not one creative element. Those financial folks, they like to be very, very straight. This is what we're doing. They use but Liz AI to create the title of this event. <laughs> I'm sure SEO. Um, but Liz Coddington is the one that participated in it. I don't know if Barry was there or not. I just know Liz was. I think they might have both been there. But it's a think. I'm gotcha. not sure. Yeah. And so I guess the big uh, takeaway from this, and this is the first time I've ever gotten this page to, to load. <laughs> I still really don't see anything. It's just this quote. It's just this this one statement, but that uh, apparently their CFO said that they are consider rolling out bike rentals to other market to in, other international markets. No, to some to international some. markets. Okay, well, other that. Would no, be. no, no. I'm just saying right now there's no international markets. Oh, that's okay. my point. Not gotcha. for rental. And so I think that that's why this is a big deal to me. Gotcha. Uh, and also indicates it was only Liz at the conference, not Liz and Barry, um, because the it just quotes the CFO. So. Ah. I think it's a good good takeaway to have. I think it's something to look forward to. Uh, it doesn't surprise me at all that they're doing this, but I think it's really smart that they are. Agreed. So Affirm announced this week that they are leaving Australia. So for those who are unaware, Affirm is the partner that they've been using. To, that Peloton has been that using. That Peloton has been using for financing purposes uh, when people purchase a piece of equipment and they're but they're still the company in the states right yes yes they are uh they're just a firm is only leaving australia i know uh peloton already uses somebody different in the uk i can't remember the name of the company but it's it's not a firm in the uk gotcha um and they're going to be moving to what was it zip 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 yeah okay so yeah it's interesting. I, I don't know what that means. I, what do you think the order of these two things were? Do you think it was Peloton moved to Zip? And so Affirm was like, there's no reason for us to be in Australia anymore. Or I, do you think they decided to pull out of Australia because they couldn't they weren't getting the other business that they wanted and Peloton had to pivot? I feel like I saw last week that Peloton was no longer using Affirm in Australia. So I truly don't know which created which, but I think that maybe this is just the news from this week. I don't know that I don't know that if a firm had already announced that or not. And gotcha. maybe maybe they had just quietly told their biggest vendors because they needed time to right. find a new vendor. And that could be, too. I mean, they could have had private conversations in the background. Yeah. So I, I really don't know. No inside knowledge on this one for me. OK. The Times UK has an article all about what makes spinning so addictive from Antonia Hoyle. Uh, It's fun. Next. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, it sounds like from what little we could read because it's behind a paywall. Yeah. And we don't have pounds. So we can't. (laughs) We can't get in there. Yeah. We we can't shove the money into your computer. So. But she seems very surprised that she enjoyed it as much as she does. Yeah, there's a lot of people like that. Yeah. There are a lot of people that are very skeptical and then they try it and they ha- end up having a lot more fun. I think it's a lot more engaging than people can ever expect. And yeah. and also it never gets old having the ability to do your workout in your home at your own time. Like it's just you think you want to go to the gym, but then you can just hop on and yeah. you're still kind of at the gym. It is funny watching the UK go through the life cycle that we experienced in the U.S. In the yeah. U.S. And so it's like it's about 2018 yeah. there, where people are still like, hey, I th- I've been making fun of this, but it's actually kind of fun. I didn't expect that. I guess I've got to take back all the snarky things I said. That is exactly what yeah. is happening. Yep. In Missouri, we understand that. 
Yes, because it's also uh, just now 2018 here as well. Exactly. <laughs> or is it 1818? It depends on the issue. <laughs> it sure does. <laughs> Security Boulevard, whatever that is, uh, talks about why vulnerability scanning alone isn't enough for API security in relation to Peloton. I tried to read this, and it, apparently it's from the same people that wrote that Morgan Stanley headline, because <laughs> I don't know what they're talking about. Well, see, Morgan Stanley, you did know, so this isn't from the same people. Okay, but it's just as boring. It is just as boring, but here, here's here's the... the Translated to people. People. Okay, yeah. in people, here's really all you need to know. Back in 2021, do you remember there were API issues and well, there's Peloton has always kept their API open so that third party vendors can use the information and uh, they can they can access that information and use it in their apps. So, for example, Apple, I mean, I, that's a third party, even though there's very small ones that do this as well. That API is this is, is what makes like your Apple Watch or Strava sync and get the data to tell you the things. Exactly. Okay. It does a lot more like, uh, you know, there's people out there that go and, and scrape Peloton's website and look for changes. They use those APIs as well. Um, so it's used for a lot of things. But but one of the things that we found out that it could do and this article is just reporting on they're using Peloton as an example, is that um, there it was a vulnerability that they could go in. In and um, put stuff, load stuff on a machine that could get all of your information, could access your your cameras, etc. And we've actually talked about this before. Right. Um, you have to be present, though. This is not something that like a person could do remotely to your bike or they to your tread. Be physically in front of your bike to do this. But the but, reason that it matters is because of gyms. Right. It, I was gonna say like a hotel or exactly, something. Yeah. And exactly. Now you have some of those hotels that were flirting with these programs of bringing a bike to your room mm -hmm. right so so now what are they getting an eyeful of right right so it's important to know that it's it can happen but it, it's also important to know that if you were let's say using a peloton in a hotel room you could just turn it off like you you have the ability to right. make sure that you're not being looked at right but you just want to know that it's a thing and so i really dumbed that down I, this article also just like talked about high level risks and other things that involve api security that quite frankly i don't care about but <laughs> but they use peloton as an example and all the vulnerabilities that they had so gotcha that was why i included it gotham magazine has listed the 16 best workouts in new york city and of course peloton made the list they better. But lots of stuff. Uh, 16. Yeah. Um, 16 are on here, including Cycle Bar. I, I really feel like Peloton is, you know, in my opinion, more fun. But that's OK. Humming yeah. puppy. What is that? Yeah, I don't know. All I know is when I was scrolling through the first time, I thought it said humping puppy. Oh, geez. And I was just like, I mean, oh, I'm a my. big fan of puppy is the next guys. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. You should be humping. I mean, first off, they're underage. <laughs> Second, they're puppies. I think there's consent issues, too. But yes. anyway. Well, because they're underage. It's it's humming puppy. And it appears to be some kind of yoga. Gotcha. So that's that. I'm really now I just want to know how they got to humming puppy. I don't know. Maybe you hum puppy. I don't know. Like, I was uh, trying to make some sort of play on downward dog. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. maybe. But uh, but yeah. So Peloton, these are 
don't seem to be ranked. It's just a list. Yes. So, yes. And but, so uh, Peloton was not at the top, but that's okay. But I don't think technically anyone was. But you know what's interesting yes. about this is they didn't use one Peloton. They used Peloton Studios account. Oh. I just find that fascinating. I hadn't caught that, but yeah, that's... Yeah, that's interesting that media is already picking up that they should use this one instead. I wonder if that happened organically or if Peloton had to reach out or did this article originally post a different link and they reached out and were like, uh-uh, use yeah. this one. Or yeah. did they say, hey, wh- what should we link? Did they, you know, did yeah. they ask? Because a lot of times when we've we've had the opportunity to be interviewed, we get asked things that like true. that, you know, yeah, so maybe, I don't know. But either way, congrats to Peloton. Peloton, now hiring. So Peloton is looking for a program manager, talent and learning engagement. First off, I I don't like the new formatting of how people list job titles. Well, so this is a program manager of yeah, but talent they, and learning. They've engagement. taken out the ofs and they've just replaced them with commas. And so it sounds weird to say program manager, talent and learning engagement instead of saying Program manager of talent and learning engagement. So I it's agree. Just, it's and I, I've noticed this formatting. I don't know if it's everywhere or just Peloton because I think I, it's everywhere. I'm not looking for a job. Knock wood. Yeah, but uh, I don't like it. <laughs> it's remote. That's nice. Okay. So I don't know what this does. What does this do? It will provide feedback and consultation across the talent development team to improve adoption and impact of our programs and projects, as well as support the development of quarterly business updates. This role will report into the senior manager of operations within Peloton's global talent development team. (laughs) Again, one more time. They will work cross-functionally. They will... Um, it's a bunch I'm of scrolling. So you'll stop reading. <laughs> it's, I know I saw that. It's a bunch of HR stuff. Okay. This is more H. You're going to work with Delena or whatever. Her name yeah. Is. Okay. Well, under her. Uh, well, yeah. Like, like you're not going to report directly to her. Right. She's got other things to not do. Not that good of a job. No. Okay. But if that's your jam, if you understood what she was saying, then, then you then should, you, you would should be apply great at this because it's location remote because only people who understand that could be good at this. So yep. like in anyone who understands it, who anyone else would not be good at. It, right. So have at it. Peloton in court. So this isn't Peloton specific, but it's Peloton adjacent. And it's talking about a company being sued by Peloton can't knock out fitness mums spin trademark. So talk about confusing headlines. Yes, it is like whoever wrote that headline hated SEO so much. They just kept rewriting it until the score dropped because (laughs) it is borderline gibberish. But so and the other problem with this article is behind a paywall. So it's difficult to really suss out. However, I noticed when I would pull it up in Google, every time I'd pull it up, I'd get a different snippet of the article. Oh, nice. So I think I, like... <laughs> you like, think you got it all sussed out? I'd get, like, 12 words. Okay. So I think I've got it figured out what's going on here. What's going on? And it's it's fascinating, and it, I think, potentially bodes very, very well for Peloton. Let us know. So, Mad Dog. I remember. The Spin Company. Yes. Not 
the liquor. Right. Right. And Mad Dog is the one, the spin company that that like they originate. They they are the origin story behind the word spin. Right. And they have also sued the crap out of everyone that uses it forever and yeah. ever. Their their business model and main revenue stream anymore seems to be more suing people who say spin and not actually teaching spin classes. Yeah. And and Peloton two years ago, they like they they were like, hey, you, you can't do that anymore. Yeah. Like so, I remember that. Yeah. So like up till now, they would always win these these suits because most people they were suing, they were smaller studios. They didn't have the money to fight it. So they would just write them a check and stop saying it. And so now they they were suing this woman named Colette. Oh, I'm forgetting her last name, but Colette something McShane, Colette McShane. And she is from Australia, if I'm reading the URLs properly. <laughs> and she has an Instagram account. She's a, a fitness influencer and she goes by hit mum like H.I.I.T. Correct. Like the, the workout kind of hit and high intensity interval training, if you say so. And she does a th- thing called spin live 30 and so her whole thing is that oh you can do these hit stuff and you don't have to work out tons you just got to do it intense and then eat good but not great like still enjoy your life kind of a thing and and so but she's got one of the sections is spin so apparently from what i can gather mad dog sued her and said you can't say spin and i guess she fought back which really seems interesting because she only has like 4500 instagram followers so you wouldn't think that she's got super deep pockets but but she fought back against mad dog and she appears to have won so you got to think if she just won this battle. Yeah. And she's teaching spin classes like she's not using it for something similar, but not quite right. like she won this battle. Now, I don't know since she's in Australia if that's different, if that's an Australian thing, right. but still, it's a good precedent. It's still, yeah. like who knows what will end up happening. But I totally get what you're saying. Yeah. And it gives Peloton something to point to when they go into court to say, look, there's already been a court in an English speaking country that says, yeah, it's time for this trademark to die. Yeah. And so you can't help but think that this is the first domino in the battle of of spin becoming a generic term. Interesting. If well, I worked at Mad Dog, I would definitely be freshening up my LinkedIn right now. OK, well, we will continue to keep you updated on this uh <laughs> This other lawsuit. Yes. You know, every time I'm like, they're knocking out so many. I'm like, oh, yeah, there's that one. Yeah. <laughs> but they have been knocking out they a have, ton. They and have. And I know that this isn't them knocking anything no, out. But, so no. they have been knocking out a ton, but there's there's one it bode, Like you said, it bodes well. Yes. But there's one popping up. <laughs> so Peloton's being sued for alleged ADA-related violations, but we can't read the article. Did you get anywhere with this one? I did not. Okay. Yeah, this is one person. I do know that. It's not like a company suing them. And I feel like I saw somewhere else, and it had to do with with visually impaired people. Okay, okay, visual impairment. Now, I know Peloton has certainly made progress in this area, but I also know there are a lot of people that have definitely, we've spoken with over the years, we've interviewed over the years Mm -hmm. that feel like there's more to be done there. I think Peloton would agree there's more to be done there. So uh, we will keep an eye on how that pans out as well. And coming up after this, we're going to talk to Kaylin from Peloton. She's running the new social media Instagram over there, Peloton Studios, and she will tell us all about what went into it and what you can expect to see moving forward. 
Man, oh man, do you love your AG1? I really do. You do. It's a wonderful tasting drink, and it also makes me feel good. Like, it's a great way to start the day. Uh, you know, I grew up, my dad always had things like tomato juice first thing in the right. morning. I feel like AG1 is my tomato juice. <laughs> <laughs> it's this generation's V8. Yes, I, I do. Uh, but I love the way it makes me feel. It's like I get all of my vitamins and I'm ready for the day just with a drink. And like I said, it's a good tasting drink. And it can help replace your your multivitamin just by drinking an AG1 every day. Yes. And not only did I replace my multivitamin with AG1, but I love that every scoop also includes prebiotics, probiotics, and digestive enzymes for gut support. It also has vitamin C and zinc to support my immune health. If there's one product I had to recommend to elevate your health, it's AG1. And that's why I've partnered with them for so long. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year support supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase at drinkag1.com slash clip out. That's drinkag1.com slash clip out. Check it out. Man, there is nothing worse than when you buy a pair of sunglasses and then you lose or break them. I would agree. So what do we do about that? Well, that's where Gooder comes in. Their sunglasses are $25 each. So nobody likes to throw away $25, but it's a lot better than throwing away 100 or more dollars on a pair of broken sunglasses, right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I have to say that's not my favorite part about Gooder. My favorite part about Gooder is that when I run, they don't slip, they don't bounce, and they're 100% polarized. Um, and they also come in in like a million different colors and styles. For your $25, you're not sacrificing comfort, safety, or style. If you want to support the show and pick up a pair, Gooder is giving the Clip Out listeners free shipping on their first order. Just go to gooder.com slash TCO. That's G-O-O-D-R dot com and use code TCO to get free shipping. Gooder offers a 30-day money-back guarantee and 100% satisfaction. Find your pair at gooder.com slash TCO and use code TCO to get free shipping. Peloton personnel. So it was announced recently that Peloton is starting a new social media channel, and we are lucky enough to talk to the person that has been charged with running that, and it is Kaylin Davidson. Hey, Kaylin, how's it going? Hi. Hi. How are you guys? I'm so excited to be here. We are so excited to have you here. Uh, So now before we dive into everything, can you give everybody your official title at Peloton just so they know who who they're talking to? Yes, I am the VP of Studio Experience and Engagement. That is my official title. Very nice. Uh, So I am so curious about this studio's channel. Is this going to be like content from outside creators or just inside creators? Like, do you expect it just to be people that work at Peloton? Do you foresee any circumstances where there might be something from outside creators? So I think that we're in a total exploratory phase, to be honest. I mean, our real focus is the community. So anything that the community would love, anything that would resonate with the community, anything we think, you know, would be something they would want to know or content they would want to see, we will explore. I think the the opportunities are endless. Obviously, our instructors are really our North Star with this because they are just so incredible themselves and they're so much to do with them um, and to highlight, you know, I think. And then, of course, our studios themselves, the footprint. I am lucky enough as part of my job to 
be at the studios regularly and just seeing the love and the connections that go on in our studios. There's just so much there there for us to explore and for us to highlight so that the community can feel involved and engaged in everything that we're doing. Yeah, that that it's very exciting to watch. Um, I'm I'm curious how you feel. It's it's been up for a couple days now. How do you guys feel about how it's going so far? I have to say, I feel amazing. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I, you know, it's just I've seen I've seen all of this in real life in the studios, like I said, but to see it digitally, it just is so meaningful. This community is so special, and there's so many layers of people in it and people I've seen and people commenting and the instructors, just the ability to feel a part of something is so wonderful. And to just highlight so much positivity is it's such an honor, honestly, to be a part of. And it's been incredible to watch the reactions that we've had and just everyone, you know, being excited to really come to the table, welcome in the new members, you know, pay tribute to the OG members. Everyone is welcome. So it's it's been really amazing to see. That's awesome. And also yesterday, every time I refreshed, I was like, oh, there's another thousand. There's another five thousand. Oh, oh, OK. <laughs> I was doing the same thing. I, so I spent most of my day uh, doing that as well. And, it you know, I think that's the thing about this community. You know, we show up for each other. If it's if it's something to rise to the occasion to, if it's a way to connect more meaningfully, people want to to do it. And people want it to do it outside of the fitness realm, inside of the fitness realm. There's so much to offer in both of those spaces and so much more to come. Honestly, we just kind of skimmed the surface of the content that we have. So I'm excited to see the reaction as we continue to post. Has there been any engagement or interaction so far that has surprised you or really stood out? I would say, you know, no, because I think the members are incredible. To be honest, (laughs) it's exactly what I expected. It's everyone flooding positivity, building each other up. You know, we had a post that to tag your favorite workout partner. It's been amazing just to see people in their groups, tagging their own groups, tagging their uh, tags that they use on the platform, you know, all the instructor sub communities tagging each other. It's just, it's just incredible to see. So I'm honestly not surprised that people have shown up in such a positive way because that's what Peloton is and that's what it's always been. So it's been really fun. Well, well, you may not have been surprised, but I know a lot of people were surprised yesterday whenever they logged on and they saw that uh, little bitty teaser you threw out there about homecoming. (laughs) 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 I bet you really enjoyed putting that out there. Um, Now, I know you probably can't reveal a lot, but uh, do you have anything you can reveal about how this will wrap into homecoming? Like, is it going to be, is there anything you can tell us about hybrid, in person, digital, what's happening as much as you can share? Well, I can say, as the post said, that we are going on the road. So I will leave that for you all to decide. Uh, The handle will be a major vehicle of how we uh, really elevate the experience. Uh, So keep tuned. It will also be a major way that we communicate next steps to what we are as we rethink our community celebration. It'll be a way that we kind of uh, really make sure the information is out there. So stay tuned at Peloton Studios. It'll have all the info and we can share. That's yeah. She's she's got that down. She's got the teaser down. (laughs) I I had to rehearse. They've got her own message. Exciting when it comes. (laughs) So, what about uh, member stories? Do you expect or have you thought about it all? Whether or not you might share some of those, not necessarily what other what the members share on their stories, but just like 
what like highlighting different members? Is that something that's on the radar at all? Yes. A hundred percent. That is something we are really invested in, you know, to give visibility to these amazing stories. We actually posted a member today named Sally who turned 92 in our Peloton Studios London last weekend. We had a birthday celebration for her. That, again, is just the start of all the incredible stories we know are out there and that the community wants to rally around. You can see it in Sally's post. People really resonate with that. So, yes, that's definitely an avenue that we're looking at. Yeah, Absolutely. Did you have a question, Tom? Yeah, I'm going off script. Give me your job title again. <laughs> uh, VP of Studio Experience and Engagement. Okay. So as someone who has a non-traditional job, I just have to ask your parents, do they understand what you do? <laughs> and do they believe that you have a real job? The answer is no. And they have no concept of what I do, really. <laughs> I think it's one of those things that they're like, I think she does like creative, but then instructors yeah. are involved. I and think there might be some light janitorial duties. <laughs> I'm yeah, not sure. Though. Yeah, she does yeah. something with the studios. And, yeah. you know, uh, it's funny. They they really, yes, they really don't. But in a way, that's fun. You know, it keeps you humble for sure. Are and they still I like, think- you, if you, it's not too late to go back to school. <laughs> Honestly, yes, sometimes. I think also in the social space in particular, obviously, you know, my mom's a real Facebook gal. So sometimes it's hard to have her understand what I'm saying or talking about. Uh, you know, even when she went to, I was like, follow our new account, you know, and she couldn't find it. And you know, she was Google, you know, it's things like that, I think. So I was like, don't worry about it, mom. I'll talk to you about it later. But, um, but, you know, they love Peloton too, though, which is fun. Like we, I, we were all members before, uh, I got this job. So That's really, so cool. it, and I was a huge workout fanatic beforehand. So it's been a really fun journey to kind of take that together. We all were a big sports family. So we love to work out and, and Peloton's been a real connector for us as a family too. So. That's, well, that's awesome. awesome. That. Yeah, that's great. So you're just sending screenshots of Instagram through Facebook Messenger <laughs> to your mother. Honestly, I don't even bother to do that. <laughs> I just say it's live and it's going well. <laughs> Everything's good, Mom. Yes. Don't worry. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, now, what about the instructors that share so much creativity? Um, there's just like a ton of examples I could come up with. Are you thinking that we will see more of their creativity showing up here? Do we think that they might start posting it there instead of their own channels? Will anything change with that? I think that it will be a mix, but absolutely. We want to partner with the instructors. This this account is an instructor-led point of view, you know? So I think their creativity is unmatched. Nobody understands the members and Peloton better than these instructors. And, you know, there's a lot of things that they say in their own channels that we just want to highlight to a broader audience, honestly, and kind of cross pollinate and connect. I think we'll do a lot of collabs. I think there'll be some division of content posting. It'll depend. But the instructor ideas will be a major component to what this handle is. That's awesome. Do you think that'll extend to any of the other community led groups like Black Girl Magic or the instructor fan groups, things like that? Well, we love all of those fan groups. Obviously, we, you know, we do. I also run events for our studio. So we've done a bunch of different events that everyone has participated in. And it's been so fun to kind of see all of the different members and how they interact in those groups. I definitely think we'll highlight them in some capacity. I think we'll, you know, figure out exactly what that is. But we're open to that as well. Oh, so then that makes me wonder, do you do you see a day where there might we might kind of go back to having some of those subgroups take over the studio like like they used to prior to the pandemic, I know. And I don't know if you can answer that. So just throwing that out there. You know, I think that 
I don't think that's impossible, to be honest. I think that there is a real there there with the studio. Obviously, we are prioritizing having as many different members come in as possible and have the experience. And we're hoping this uh, account uh, sort of makes that experience more accessible to everyone so that people can see like what's happening behind the scenes. So even if you're not in the studio, you still understand the studio experience. Um, so I think it's something we would consider in the future. I think right now we're focused on kind of maximizing our impact, but someday for sure. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very excited about that. And and what what is your hope for the home writer who's at home? They've never been to the studio. They're they're watching this account. They're seeing it. Like, what are you hoping that feeling that they take away is? Just that they belong. That they're seen. That they're a part of this. That it's bigger than any one person or one instructor, and that everyone is there waiting for them to be on the account, to clap, to cheer them on. You know, that's what this whole account is about. Well, that's wonderful. And and uh, is there anything that you would like to share about how you came to be at Peloton? A little bit about your work journey? Ooh, sure. <laughs> um, so I started uh, actually at the Oprah Winfrey Show. I was lucky enough to be part of the 25th season at the Oprah Winfrey Show, which wow. was an absolutely unbelievable experience, as you can imagine. Um, and then I worked for a long time at NBC Sports. Uh, so in the Olympics, I was a PA, a talent booker. I did a bunch of different jobs at NBC Sports. Sports was always sort of my passion growing up. So it was fun to kind of work in that space. Fitness was also very congruent with sports, a passion of mine. Um, so once Peloton uh, became on the table, I was so excited. Again, I was I was a member first and I was just excited to be at the table to even be interviewed by some of the people I knew were running this community. <laughs> I have lived in New York 10 years and I've done every workout there is in the city and to find Peloton was such a revelation for me personally. So to be able to be at the table, to be interviewed. And then when I got the job, I was overjoyed. And I feel like I'm really lucky enough to work in a space that I'm so passionate about and with people who make me feel like I can do anything because they support me and they level me up and all the right ways. So I'm so happy that I found a home here at Peloton. That is wonderful. And since she used to work at the Oprah show, I think everyone who follows him on Instagram will get a car. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. You got a car right. on your first day, I'm That's sure. I mean, I don't know if I, yeah, exactly. I don't know if I should be promising that. But I, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with no. We'd yeah. hate for someone to break in and interrupt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I don't want any. Don't know any interruptions here. Seems like promising a car is a bad idea. Uh, I'll leave that to Oprah. Okay. Okay. Uh, so curious if you are comfortable sharing your leaderboard name for those of us in the community to to follow you. Yes, it's at Kaylin Vandy is my leaderboard name. Okay. Awesome. Very nice. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to walk us through what we can expect from your new social media channel. We're very excited about it. And uh, yeah, that's it. I think we're done here. Yeah. <laughs> thank Great. you. Thank you very much. I so appreciate the time. Great meeting you both. Great to meet you too. Instructors in the news. The Telegraph in UK talked to... Leanne Hainsby about teaching classes while she was going through chemotherapy and having this secret cancer diagnosis. Yeah. I can't imagine what she was going through. Uh, and it sounds like from what I've read that she was like, this was a very like 
difficult decision for her to continue to teach these Peloton classes while she was doing chemo. Yeah. Um, and that it was something that once she decided on it was very important to her to continue to do. My understanding of reading this is that her first thought was, I can't do both. I'm just never going to be able to get back to this. I'm, you know, like in, in the first time she thought about it, it was like, this is going to be life changing. Right. And then upon reflection, she was like, wait a second, look at all these people that I teach every day that have cancer and that go through these like really horrible things. And if they can do it, maybe I can too. And they became her inspiration, which I think is really cool. That is what I always say that inspires me is like if these people who have all of these difficulties to get on the bike every day, if they can do it, what's my issue? Right. Like I don't have that excuse. Not to say Leanne didn't have an excuse. If she wanted to sit down and do nothing in the middle of chemotherapy, by all means, sit down and do nothing. (laughs) (laughs) But she didn't want to. She wanted to she wanted to go through and continue on. And I think there's another quote from her. I know she also talks about and I had kind of forgotten about this or didn't necessarily see it through the prism of she had also lost one of her best friends she literally found out about her cancer diagnosis actually she found out she found the lump two days after her friend was either killed or either died or like they were laying her to rest i don't remember which but it was two days like it was like back-to-back tragedy yeah just awful just absolutely awful But yeah, this quote is what I was talking about. Then I started to think of the Peloton members. A lot have cancer or or have gone through cancer and are going through treatment. I knew there was power in me carrying on. And I think that's that's really inspiring. And I I think we'll continue. It's like a circle, right? Because it's a cycle. Now, she will then inspire members who might have been like, I can't do this to keep going. So I think that's very inspiring. And I I think that's really cool. Absolutely. Tom's guide talked to Cody Rigsby about mental health. Why are people calling him the king of Peloton? I've seen this a couple of times and I'm like, who decided this? I don't know. (laughs) I guess a lot of times, too, like once one person says it, it gets kind of picked up. Yeah. 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 I just I don't I don't get it. But. Anyway, not that he's not great or not that he's not like very, very popular because of course he is. For sure. But I just don't understand why anybody decided that. Anyway, this took place in the UK, right? Like I thought whenever I was reading this that the guy who interviewed him from Tom's Guide was actually in the UK. They do spell guide with a U, so they might very well be (laughs) from the UK. We sat down to chat in Peloton Studios in London. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. I thought so. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, Tom's Guide is a big... Yeah. Um, outlet. So it doesn't that's not crazy. Is there anything you took away from this that people might want to focus on? Because honestly, nothing stood out that like they nothing that they don't already know. No, nothing jumped out at me. Also, I didn't read it either. It's <laughs> either way. It's cool that Cody was was um, highlighted in this way. So yes. congrats to Cody. So speaking of Cody, he was at Epicot this week drinking his way around the world. That's what they call it. The drinking your way around the world. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you, you start at one country and you just go from country to country drinking. Yeah, like that's a. I was I didn't want people to think I was calling him out for the drinking. That's what people. That's how people refer to it when they're going to do that. Drinking their way around the world. You well, drink. he didn't call it that on Instagram, yeah. but he did count his drinks at each stop <laughs> and talked about <laughs> and like did a little thing about where he was. Like yeah. at this this image, we're looking at drink eight. <laughs> well, for a long time too, this was the only place. In Disney World where you could get alcohol. So yeah. you is was at the different countries located within 
Epcot World Pavilion. So that's why that kind of became a thing people would do is start at one country and just, you know, you have a margarita in Mexico and you have sake. And I mean, honestly, that's why a lot of people go there without kids, because they just want to kind of kick back and enjoy all the different because it's like you get to drink and you get to try all these things that you don't necessarily get to do unless you're traveling to yeah. those countries for real. So it's also why a lot of people get kicked out. <laughs> <laughs> that can happen. Cody know. did not get no, kicked out. No, he did out. not get kicked out. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying that people get liquored up and uh, don't know how to hold the, their alcohol. And Disney's like, you got to go. Yes, that that does occur. But it was just a fun little video that we yeah. thought we would highlight. Robin Arzan has started posting journaling prompts on her Instagram. Mm-hmm. I think we will be seeing yet another book very soon. Uh, that seems to be the case. It does. Yeah. It does. But if you're a person who wants to try journaling, this could be a great way to do it because she talks you through her prompt and also just in general, how to get started with journaling. If that's something that you're interested in. I got started with journaling because of divorce. That is true. <laughs> I had to. I was <laughs> advised by my attorney to start logging things yeah your journal looks a little different than i think what robin's got going on my journal's a book yeah because hers is like a prompt and then you write about whatever the prompt is yours was a day-by-day record of insanity (laughs) yeah Yeah, (laughs) it was hard not to start every every entry with like october 25th 2010 get a load of it (laughs) (laughs) i mean as as a person reads it because I have uh, <laughs> it is very much like oh my god like it's it is quite the train wreck should make that available to the Patreon uh. subscribers <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, speaking of Robin she has uh, an upcoming event with the Washington Post yeah so this is well plus being from the Washington Post uh, and I don't remember what day it takes place Can you March see? 9th oh so that's tomorrow yeah. I mean so well, Thursday March 9th they will have already occurred by the time this uh, yes hits how we move with Robin Arzon very nice but that's a big uh, outlet to be affiliated with it sure is do you think they were mad about her New Yorker article no they were like how dare you I, yeah, I don't think so. Maybe that was their way of doing it. Or, uh, you know, I know she gets paid to do a lot of those events. So I can't help but just wonder, was that a paid event? I think it is like because that page is free uh-huh. on the Washington Post. You don't have to have a subscription and they want you to sign up. So I'm, my guess is it's, you know. Yeah. OK. John Hosking posted on his Instagram this week of just him doing the whole pottery thing. It looks like ghost, but lonely. <laughs> I think it's really cool. Uh, He is a very um, unique person. He has a lot of like things that he does that are very eclectic. Mm -hmm. That's the word I'm looking for. He's a very eclectic person. And I really love that about him. He's not he's very well rounded. He's not like all I do is fitness, you know? Yeah. Not that there's anything wrong with that either. I mean, because at this point, that's pretty much all I do either. (laughs) (laughs) Fitness and podcasts. About fitness. About fitness. So, yeah, I'm not I'm not calling him out. I just think that's really cool that he did this and posted about it. Neat. Jess Sims was hosting the Big East Tournament, (laughs) which is apparently sportsal in nature. And (laughs) (laughs) yes, she was also on the court. Yes, (laughs) it's a court court. Yes. With Frisbee dogs. Yes. Uh, I love that. It says the only place in America you can find at Jess Sims and Frisbee dogs is the the place where she was the tourney. Big E tournament. (laughs) 
the B-E Big East Tourney. Tournament. <laughs> yes. That was all on Twitter, so it had the ats. I was so relieved when I saw the dogs were carrying Frisbees in their mouths oh because God. I was like, this sport sounds horrible. What did you think she was Frisbee throwing them? dogs. How could you, Jess Sims? How could you? <laughs> she just looks so happy. And then I love that when she treated it, tweeted it, she said, I feel so seen. <laughs> oh, what a cute post. Ash Pryor, apparently this is an ongoing series of her... <laughs> lifting instructors. Lifting instructors. This time, uh, it was Maddie Machacamo's turn to be Who, lifted. If you haven't met Maddie, like Adrian, he's a big dude. I mean, he's he, tall. I know he's not necessarily as bulky as Adrian, but he's like 6'5". Yeah, he's, he's enormously tall. tall. Yeah. And uh, and built very well, so I'm sure he's very solid. And uh, yeah, she, she uh, put him on her back and she was definitely going to go for one rep but ended up doing three and my favorite part about this is Jen Sherman is the one filming it and she is totally cheering on and she's getting so excited this is happening. You get a little it's, cameo from her here. Yeah, yeah, she pops in she at the pops very in end. At the end after she does her <laughs> three after Ash Pryor does three reps with Maddie Majacomo. So I uh, I also think this is probably the first time that Maddie has ever been picked up by a woman. <laughs> oh, my God. Maddie would totally die. <laughs> he had a girlfriend at okay. some time. I know in one of his classes he talked about a girl that he liked. I don't remember if it ended up being his girlfriend. I feel like it did, though. <laughs> Oh, there's Jen. There they are. They did it. Well, Ash Pryor did it. Ash Pryor did it. (laughs) And then they have a group hug. I love it. Coming up after this, Dr. Jen is going to talk about how a stay-at-home mom can find time for exercise. Now that she's gone back to work. That's the key there. Oh, okay. Well, you know what? Even if you haven't come back to work, you could still struggle to find time for exercise. Absolutely. Absolutely. But this specific advice is for somebody (laughs) going back to work, for sure. If you're looking to avoid carbs, it's always a challenge trying to find bread that fits in with your keto lifestyle. Right, because you want to make sure that it tastes good and you want to make sure it has good ingredients. So I think Hero Bread does both. Especially when you're in the store, you are overwhelmed with bread choices. Yes. And I've had other breads before that claim to have low net carbs and you are certainly sacrificing taste texture size yes none of that with hero bread no because sometimes on the ones that have the low net carbs they have like no substance to it (laughs) it's like eating air it is and hero bread actually really tasted good and it felt like a solid piece of bread like i did not feel like i was giving up something i was surprised at how big each slice of bread was here's the real test of a piece of bread (laughs) i didn't make a sandwich with these i just had toast which you love because you have toast almost every day i do it was the (laughs) best textured bread of this sort that i've ever had and if you're doing the math it's zero to one grams of net carbs zero gram sugar and high in fiber so don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use code TCO at checkout. That's TCO at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Getting this psychological edge with Dr. Jen. Joining us once again via the magic of ZoomTube is Dr. Jen Mann, licensed marriage, family, and child therapist and sports psychology consultant. She also has an app 
that you might want to check out called No More Diets. It's Dr. Chen. Hello. Hi. Hello. We have a question for you today from listener Ashley Griffin. Ashley started working full time back in September. Uh, she was a stay at home mom for 13 years. So it's this is quite a change for her. Uh, she is struggling to get to sleep at a decent time in order to get up at 5 a.m. to work out before work. I know that just hurts your heart. I know it does. <laughs> oh, my. As you, as you know, Crystal, I'm not a morning person. So my, like, I applaud her for getting up at 5 a.m. or even planning to. <laughs> a, a few things. One is I think she needs to look at, is that the best time for her to work out? Is she a night person? Would she be better off talking in the kids and then doing her workout at night? I know that some people don't love working out right before they go to sleep, but if you're able to work out and take a bath or a shower and kind of do your wash up ritual and then get in bed, might that be a better thing to do? So like that's, that's the first thing is to, to ask yourself, is this really the best time for me to work out? You know, I don't know how old her kids are. You don't happen to know. It does not say. Uh, but she's been a stay-at-home mom for 13 years, so I'm thinking at least a 13-year-old in there, but who knows? Yeah, so, so they may be old enough where you can say, you know what? It's time for you to work on your homework. I'm going to go into the gym for 30 minutes. Don't disturb me unless the house is on fire. Like I think that's a fair thing to do. And I think a lot of the time as moms, we don't make enough boundaries on our own self-care for our kids. And I think that, you know, I don't know how long she's working out for, but I think it's very fair to take 30 minutes, maybe 45 or 60, depending on her kids and what their needs are to say like, Hey, I'm having this time for myself. I'll help you with your homework when I'm done. Or, you know, I'm maybe you prep dinner, put it in the oven and then go do your workout. But I think that this requires a little bit of creative planning um, she doesn't. Did she say if she works from home or an office? It, I got the impression it was office just because she had to yeah. get up that early in the first place. So I yeah. heard office. I don't know what her intention was. Yeah. <laughs> Look, if it's home, also the other thing to do is sometimes you can sprinkle in your workout throughout the day that you if you're working from home, you have a meeting, then if you don't have to be looking beautiful on Zoom, then you can sometimes hop on your bike for a 20 minute ride and then go back to work. And then at lunchtime, do another 20 minutes. So getting creative about kind of where you fit it in. Then if you absolutely, the only way, the best time for you to do your workout is five o'clock. Um, you're kind of fucked. <laughs> 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 you can answer it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> like, That's just nothing. so horrible. Yeah. <laughs> I guess just get fat. (laughs) What would you do? What would you do, Dr. Jen, if that was your only time? You know, look, first of all, I think a lot of moms have trouble going to sleep on time because what we, this new thing that people call revenge bedtime. I don't know if you've heard about this. Yeah. And it's where moms tend to stay up later than we should because it's our only quiet time in the house where no one has demands on us. Facts. So, Look, I am the first to admit I do it. I am guilty. I were I've worked on it. I've gotten a lot better, but the silence and being able to sit and work on a project or get some work done or read a book or watch a show is really nice. 
So if you're finding that that's what you're doing, first, sometimes being aware that that's what's going on is important. Making sure that you set a boundary for yourself. If you need that time to yourself, then maybe either you give it to yourself after your workout, if you're doing it in the morning, or if you're able to move it tonight, or if you are able to just say, okay, you know, I'm setting a a timer in 20 minutes, no matter how I feel, I'm going to be heading off to bed. That's like making that boundary for yourself. And then when it comes to the morning workout, set out your clothes the night before, pick your workouts the night before, pick your classes so you're not standing there. I don't know about you. Well, you know me. I can stand there on that tread for 20 minutes, 30 minutes, easily picking a class, especially if it's a long run. So (laughs) like pick your classes in advance. And also sometimes picking your class in advance can get you excited about it. Like I know there's sometimes where I pick class, I'm like, oh, I can't wait to hear that song on the tread or like work on that hill or whatever it is. So um, picking your stuff in advance, also doing a meditation, doing one of the fitness oriented meditations that's all about kind of focusing on the workout you're going to do can kind of get you a little jazzed for the workout um, and making sure that you have enough caffeine and food in you to start your workout in the morning. Maybe if you're, if you're a coffee person, put the coffee in your coffee maker the night before, if you've got a timer, set the timer, make sure that you've got your water, your towel, like whatever it is you need, just pre-planning makes a really big difference. And also if you're struggling to, get up and do your workout at five o'clock in the morning. God bless you. (laughs) You may be also overdoing your workout. If you are planning to get up at five o'clock in the morning and do an hour workout, do cardio, weights, stretching, you know, God only knows what else, you may be overdoing it. And what you may need to start to do is commit to a 20 minute workout and then build on it once you get in the habit of waking up. Because also we have these circadian rhythms that kind of determine when we are most likely to go to sleep and wake up. Some of us, well, 25% of us are night owls, 25% of us are morning larks, and then 50% are kind of somewhere in between. And if she's normally a night person, then this is a big switch for her. And she needs to work on doing that gradually. And maybe that would allow her to wake up at 530 instead of five in order to do it. And I I just want to reiterate what you said at the beginning for this mom and for all moms out there, regardless of how old the kids are, you've been a stay at home mom. I think it's hard for us moms to be like, let go. They don't need you every second. And it's all right to take that time for yourself. I know you already said that. I just feel she needs to hear it again. <laughs> but I think, it, And I think it's true. And I think also, you know, a lot of the time what happens is we have this fantasy of like, oh, we need to mom a lot. And then they become teenagers and they're not going to need us so much, but then they need you in a different way. But also it's, it's that old adage, you got to put on your gas mask or your Oxygen, oxygen mask. mask. Yeah, definitely your I, oxygen I mask. I guess if you were gas being mask. gassed, you would also <laughs> yeah. put on your gas don't, mask don't first. Put on yeah. a gas mask. Put on an oxygen mask. But you got to put on your own oxygen mask before you can help others. And your workout is part of that oxygen mask. Yeah. I would like, gas mask. <laughs> yeah, I don't think she's like from the Ukraine, but we could be wrong. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, uh, um, so yeah. I, I just want to point out the many facets of Dr. Jen just real quick. Okay. So last week uh-huh. we were talking about overstretches and she's like, that's what makes champions mm-hmm. mother. 
And this week she's like, 5 a.m., eat a dick. <laughs> Not doing it. We've like, all got our boundaries, yeah. Tom. Totally. We've all got our boundaries. <laughs> totally. Yeah, we, it's clear what my bias is. Okay. And I've got one of those, I've got one of those apps that, that tells you like what your circadian rhythm is. And literally I get an alert like every other day about like the best time for me to go to sleep. Literally today it said the best time for you to go to sleep to have the optimum sleep is 1.56 a.m. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Absolutely. I, I feel like mine would be mine would be 8.56. I feel like that's 8 p.m. That's, yeah. that's about the time. Yeah. 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 If we finish a TV show at 8.30, I'm like, do mm. we have time? for one more yeah are we gonna watch what, this what, what are you gonna do yeah. so yeah so well thank you very much for all of that until next week where can people find you people can find me on the gram at dr jen man two ends on jen two ends on man and twitter and insta and every once in a while on snapchat and also at InStyle Magazine uh, on InStyle.com. I have a column called Hump Day with Dr. Jen. Thank you. Thanks. Checking out the competition. Zwift has laid off 15% of their workforce. Yeah, I thought this was interesting because, you know, people have really been hammering on Peloton just in general this year and how things are so awful after uh, the pandemic and they should have known and yada yada. But it seems like a lot of other companies are doing the same thing. Absolutely. And uh, Zwift is considered to be a Peloton, so a Peloton competitor. So just wanted to make sure that we we notice this and and not like. Haha's with yeah, more just m- like more like Peloton's not alone exactly. in this area, so stop singling them out. It's not just them. Exactly. Past guest update. So uh, you might remember us a few years back talking to Tammy TJ Cunnington. She is a Paralympian who competes using a hand cycle. Did yes, did. Yeah, she's no longer she has retired from the Paralympics. But, yes. And, but, and and I think she was a swimmer. She used her hand bike to, oh, uh, to train. train. Yes, you're right. You're yes. right. My bad. So that's why you're here. Yes. Because this would be pointless without you. <laughs> like so many things in my life. Aww. So but uh, she actually got to take her hand bike in studio. The first person ever to do this. Yeah, that's the first time there has ever been a non Peloton bike set up in the that a hand bike at that setup she is the first paralympian to be able to be there and it's really really cool i i can't wait for you guys to hear tammy tell the story herself and we have an interview coming up in just a couple of weeks tammy is going to come back to the show she's going to share her story uh we're also going to get an update from her on how her visit to the tokyo olympics yes. went because that was actually the last time we interviewed her episode i believe is 157 I so think that was it, yeah It's insane, but I will just a little tiny spoiler is that she had a fabulous time taking her very first class in the studio. So very cool. In case you missed it. So it is Women's History Month and we have a whole host of classes we do to, to celebrate that. I think it's really cool because a lot of these are two for ones and mm-hmm. it's really the women celebrating together. So this is for um, the the classes. This one is two German instructors, Mela and Esal, um, and they are doing a two for one 
boot camp, 30 minutes. And then there is a two for one boot camp with Hannah Frankson and Jocelyn. And so that's pretty cool. And then a two for one row first ever with Ash and Katie. And that one's a 20 minute row. And then there is a uh, women's history two for one yoga conditioning. That is also a first Mariana and Kristen McGee. Then there is with Nico, there is a uh, yoga flow 20 minute that when she's on her own, as is Camilla uh, doing one for 30 minutes, a ride. And then Rebecca has a 20 minute upper body strength. And Jen Sherman has the 30 minute epic sing along. People are so excited about this. <laughs> this is the class that I had said a while back was going to be invite only. So lots of fun stuff coming up this month. Sporting Equals, speaking of Women's History Month, is celebrating International Women's Day. With Susie Chan. With Susie Chan. Yeah. I actually don't know who Sporting Equals is. Do we have any any other information about this? Yeah, it's uh I believe it's a UK organization that's all about encouraging like diversity and things like that in the sporting world. Okay. And then right after that was a Q&A with Hannah Frankson, Vanessa Walsh, uh, Wallace and Nalika Bose and they were have the theme was about embracing equity in within sport. So I thought that was pretty cool as well. Did I say Hannah Frankson? Was that Hannah Frankson? I think it was, but now I've closed the window. Okay. Well, it was underneath <laughs> my camera. So if I misspoke, you don't need to at me. It's okay. <laughs> we have new lane break levels. Ooh. Bad Boy Entertainment hits. You get Bad Boy Entertainment warm up. And this one fascinates me. Doo-wop low impact. So it features artists like the Chantels, the Crew Cuts, the Dubs. Like this has to be some of the oldest music ever utilized in a Peloton class. I find that fascinating. It probably is. Um, so what years would those have been from? You're like talking if, like the mid-50s? The crew cuts are like, their big song was Shaboom, Life Could Be a Dream. So I think the only class that, the only song that old or that would be in that same time frame would be the remix of the Elvis song that they yeah. did and that's the only thing that that's from the 50s that i can think of yeah and so these are all artists from the 50s i'm trying to remember that crew cuts other big hit. oh they earth angel oh okay uh, but you're probably more familiar with the version of earth angel by the penguins but uh but yeah they recorded earth angel or you might be aware of earth angels recorded by marvin barry and the starlighters with help from marty mcfly i know that one so yeah but uh, <laughs> but his version sounds more like the uh the penguins version so okay. it's i just thought it was fascinating to see music of that era being utilized does that mean you'll be taking a lane break absolutely not okay just thought i'd try but i guess it really rolls into this next story which <laughs> is uh, a 92 year old celebrated her birthday sally well, i forget her last name but sally celebrated her 92nd birthday with sam yo in studio yeah her um so a member of her family works at Peloton. I don't remember who, but but regardless, they flew her. They surprised her and flew her all the way to London where she got to take a class with Sam. And then they made her take a lane break, right? <laughs> this is the music you like, Sally. <laughs> <laughs> and she looks so excited. She to, does. And, and she, she got called out for and her she birthday. she does not look 92. She does not. I'll tell you that. No. Yeah. Exercise helps, man. That's what I'm hoping. Yeah, me too. Keep it up, Sally. You rock. Peloton birthdays. 
And speaking of Sam Yo, he will be celebrating a birthday on March 16th, uh, St. Patrick's Day Eve. Well, so nice of him to segue that with uh, Sally. Yes, it worked out very well. It just backs up the instructor and it's yet another birthday story. It has a nice symmetry. It does. It does. It's very bookend. Well, happy birthday, Sam Yo. And coming up after this, we're going to talk to Diana Nichols. We're going to go through all the stuff that went into creating the Peloton timeline. So stick around. Checking in with the Peloton community. Joining us today via the magic of ZoomTube, it's Diana Nichols. Hey, Diana, how's it going? Hello. Good. How are y'all? <laughs> so good. So good. I feel like Tommy buried the lead there. because well, I didn't really say anything. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and this is a very special interview because Diana has been working on something. A top secret project. For a long time. Like a long time. So you looked back and it looks like almost two full, wait, 2020 or 2021. So two full years, at least, that you've been working on it. This is going to be for our 300th episode. Diana has been... People are hearing this. They already know that because it's the 300th episode. Yes. But we're (laughs) recording ahead of time. So we had time to go through this. For sure. But the big reveal is that she's created this amazing, beautiful timeline and i did help by creating some of the pieces as far as like here's all the events that occurred we started with a google document way back when but then at some point diana just took it and ran with it and she has been slowly and steadily adding amazing details to this i am curious what has your experience been working on this diana in all fairness in the middle of all of that i got an mba too (laughs) so it did get put on the back burner for a little while so i haven't been working diligently for two years, two and a half years. You've been working Um, diligently, just not on that. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. And I was really glad to see it all come to fruition because I had been pecking away at it for so long. And obviously I got the idea from you when you mentioned doing a timeline and I thought, how cool would that be just to look at everything that's happened? Because being a member since 2015, a lot has changed. And being able to look at that visually at a glance and to see how it's grown and changed and just the instructors, just the added and subtracting the instructors along the way. That's fascinating to look at. It's been very informative to me and it's just been so fun to do it. It is an absolute treasure trove of information. I thought I knew a lot. But as you start digging in and you start like Mm -hmm. going down to the detail, if you start all the way back at the very beginning. Yes. It is so fun. Like that you found like John Foley's very first tweet about Peloton. So cool. How cool is that? Very. Yeah. (laughs) It's fascinating to see like the early years and there's looks like there's 30 or 40 things on it. And by the end, it's like George Surratt painting. It's just, yeah. There's so much happening. Yeah. So it's one much. of those computer paintings, the magic eyes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. There's so many things coming together. Like you said, watching the evolution of instructors, because back at the beginning, some of those instructors are no longer here. There was like a little tiny batch and then some of those left and then there were some new ones and then a whole bunch got added. And then it was like that for a long time. That was the roster for quite a while. And then it just yeah. exploded. Absolutely exploded. But the to go back and think about 
some of the things that occurred, like you mentioned while we were not recording yet, like the different weddings of the instructors. Especially lately. Yeah. And the the, babies. The babies. (laughs) The babies are everywhere. Houses, watching the instructors go from living in a tiny apartment to like when they moved out. To having estates. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. And seeing these major milestones. like used to be they were excited. We're like, I've got my first apartment without a Murphy bed. Yeah, I know. And then seeing these really cool things like the whenever Peloton went public, like the day that they went public. Just what a phenomenal day. And then watching all the stuff after the pandemic. It's it has been so many major changes. Did it make you go through a roller coaster of emotions as you put it together? Yeah, there's one moment in particular when I came to the point where they were closing the West 23rd Street studio. And I got a little tear. I'm getting a little teary eyed now because they're so, that's where so many relationships were forged. And that's the early days. And some of the pictures from before where you see John Foley before, right before they open the studio. And then you see the instructors in the studio doing those two for one rides back in the day. And the production values were crap and seemed to be having such a good time though. Yes. I will say the one picture I could not find, and I'm still on a quest for it, may or may not end up seeing it, but was the picture of the closet with JV holding up the whiteboard. Yes. With leaderboard was actually a whiteboard that JV was holding up. Those are like the very first classes. And I've heard... I've heard the urban myths about that, but I think it probably exists because I feel like I've seen it. I I know it exists because I remember JV talking about it. So I know it exists, but getting your hands on it is going to be tough. And I don't know exactly at what point that was. Yeah. I think I may have some information about when they phased into the live leaderboard and that sort of thing. But I think that was in the really early days when they were testing all of that software. When did you enter the leaderboard? In 2015. I bought my bike on Black Friday in 2015. And my first ride was March 12th. And it was a beginner ride with Hannah Corbin. And I've had a soft spot in my heart for Hannah ever Mm -hmm. since. But not only that, the first live ride I took was Jen Sherman the next day. (laughs) And then the next day was Monday, and it was the day after the Heisman Trophy was given, and it was given to an Alabama, University of Alabama football player, Derrick Henry. And I had set as my location my actual city, because that's what people did back then that weren't in the know. And she saw that I was from Alabama and gave me my very first shout out. Hannah did, not Jen, Hannah did. Hannah did. So Monday, the third day, I took a live ride and got my first shout out. Wow. So you bought the bike on Black Friday. Your first ride is in March. So did it take them that long? No, long? I said Mar. I meant December. Sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> I okay, because I, I was like, Duh. whoa, was there a pandemic then yeah. too that I forgot about? Like, what was going on? Actually, it was painful waiting because I ordered it on Black Friday and it took a full two or three weeks for it to get there, and that was painful. Pardon me. That's okay. I just was like <laughs> trying was to figure huge, out like, like what happened. Three or yeah. four month mistake right there. You're allowed. It's on, okay, it's on the timeline, correct? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm putting myself on this timeline. <laughs> 
Heck yeah. And yeah. I put Bristol on it. Thank you. <laughs> Do you like on every day you're like, Tom still hasn't taken a ride on this day. Tom still didn't take a ride. Dang it. I didn't think of that. Go back. I need to go back and fix it. There's a lot of cut and paste. That's a, yeah. Control C, yeah. Control yeah. V, That's, Control C, yeah. Control V. That seems like that might be. I, I don't think you should do that, Diana. No. That feels like a waste of your time. Yes. Yes, <laughs> it does. I could put the first time Tom works out there. That was, that was pretty. Uh, retroactively add that. Yeah. That's true. That's milestone. And the day he but revealed it. But it's not on the Peloton, it. so. I know. It doesn't count. Yeah. Like, it really doesn't count. It's, Sorry, it's, Tom. That No, you're, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That was pretty cool the day he revealed it, though, especially to Dr. J. That was super cool. (laughs) That was a really good reveal. (laughs) Thought she was going to fall out of her chair. Yeah, she about did. We're so proud of you, Tom. We're so proud of you. Thank you. So you have been writing since 2015. As you go through and you think about all of the things you've experienced, you've written in the studio multiple times. What is... Okay. What is like the one thing that stands out as a personal memory for you? Probably it's a tough question because it was such a wild sensory overload experience going. Yeah. Going to New York, period. For sure. Because yeah. I'm from yeah. lower Alabama. So it, it it takes a lot to get there. It's uh, a couple of planes, at least two planes. Oh, yeah, because you don't live like near, like the airport doesn't have like, We're not direct... near a hub. Okay. So yeah. there, we have to go through Atlanta and to get there. So going to New York period was great. Meeting the people that I had been riding with. I think that's what stands out to me the most. And meeting the instructors is secondary, but. I think riding in the same room with the people that I've been riding on the leaderboard with since day one. How long before you started riding and when you got to meet those people, like what was that length of time? Do you remember? And whatever she says, subtract three months from it. Exactly. Timmy Hadra was one of my leaderboard friends. Hannah introduced us because she told Timmy that I was right ahead of her and that she needed to catch up with me. And from that point on, Timmy and I had been friends on the leaderboard. And when we did the 6 a.m. rides together, and Crystal, I think you were on those in the, mm-hmm. in the beginning too. And that was just such a great group of people to ride with because they were there every day and the schedule was great. But Timmy had a work trip in New Orleans and New Orleans is only a two hour drive from Mobile where I am. And when Timmy said she was going to be in New Orleans for work, I was like, you're too close. I've got to come over there and meet you. So I took off work. We had dinner. Of course, my kids are like, Mom, stranger danger. You You met this person on the Internet. What have you been telling us all these years? Yeah. I'm like, she's fine. And she was lovely. And we had a great dinner. So that was probably that spring maybe after oh, I got the bike so in December. Quick. Yeah, that yeah. I think it was quick. that spring mm-hmm. or it could possibly have been the following year. I just, I don't remember the timing exactly. But then I met the Fred because he was another of my first friends, mainly because his wife, Leslie, told him that he only had imaginary friends and he <laughs> put out a plea on the OP that he needed to meet some real friends. <laughs> and I'd recognized his leaderboard name because we had been riding together. You know, all, also every in morning the six at six a.m. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I was like, "Oh, your friend Fred, for real." And then in 2017, my daughter was about to go to college, and her roommate was from Atlanta, and we made a trip to meet up with them. And I told Fred, 
meet me at the Peloton store in Lenox and we'll ride together. And that's when I first met Fred. Oh, that's so cool. That's so cool. And then the other people I met in the studio. When you went to New York. That makes sense. Yeah. 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 And I definitely remember from those early days, your name on the leaderboard, Fred's name on the leaderboard. And Fred used to get a lot of shout outs from Stephen Little in the morning. I don't know what he did to do that, but he got so many shout outs. Like just yeah. for showing up. What was that about? I know. That's what the way it used to be in the olden days. It you did. would just get shout outs. <laughs> just because. Yeah, no more. That's not a thing anymore. <laughs> no, that is a thing of the past for it, sure. Yeah. But, now it's like um, winning a contest. Yeah. It is. It is. So much like the radio call ins. Yes, exactly like that. Is exactly like that. Yeah. Except they can see our names in advance and right. yeah. <laughs> and pick the ones they want to pick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or that they can pronounce. That's also yeah, that I'm sure too. that makes a difference. So yeah. when you were like compiling all this, was there a moment or thing you found out that you didn't know that surprised you or caught you off guard? There were probably several things. One of the things that comes to mind, and I don't want to give anything away. Be a little teaser um, so they know it's worth going to look at. Yeah, you could. So early on, and I don't know if it was 2015 maybe or 2016, they had an artist come in the studio and sing a song. During what? one of the rides. Wow. Like they're doing now with yeah. the baby face and Lizzo. Was it an artist anyone yeah. would know? Or was it like just like somebody knew oh, somebody that was her owned name? a guitar? We're really putting you on the spot. Yeah. I should have known you were going to ask me this. Okay. And we should say, I'm since people on. haven't seen this yet, they probably, they, they can't fathom how much information is in this thing. No, when you guys see it, like literally your head's going to explode. And, and it's so much. I will also say when you see what we reveal week one, it is does not even approximate the amount of information in a year that you will see by the time you get to the present day. Yeah. So it's like it, it is an insane amount of information. We're asking her to just immediately go through her little mental Rolodex. Yeah. I say Rolodex because I'm 100 years old. <laughs> and that's. I just pulled up the PDF. Okay. <laughs> She's like Natalie, Natalie LaRose. I have no idea who that is. Yeah. But I did not either. And but I bet um, you she's still Re- listed on her resume. Yeah. <laughs> Republic Records is who her record deal was with. And they partnered with Peloton. That is so cool. Have her do this song during class. And it was with Cody class. Cody actually gets off the bike and twerks during the <laughs> during the song. Little. And it's really funny. Now, that's a fun piece of trivia because you can no longer go back to those classes. Like, I know when we first started, it was like so many of those classes still existed. Now they are gone. They are all gone. So it's crazy. But there are links included to this, like this video, the video of the class with her singing. There's a link so that you can actually go to the YouTube Yay! site and see it. Oh, and my you gosh. Can see, you can see what the classes were like back then, too. It was 2015. I just checked. Very different than they are today. Yeah, that is for sure. Yeah, it was dark in there. The way spin classes used to be. The spin classes were always yeah. dark. You remember that? Yeah, I oh. do remember. 
So going Tom back has to Googled. going back to Natalie LaRose real quick. So some of some of the international listeners might be more familiar with her because it says she released her debut single Somebody. The song features Def Jam recording artist Je- Jeremiah. There's no A there. It's not Jeremiah. But it says Somebody peaked at number two on the official UK singles chart, number 10 on the US wow. Billboard Hot 100 and number 12 on the Australian ARIA singles chart. Interesting. Yeah. That was what she sang in the class, too. Somebody? Okay. Apparently, it, w- it was something of a hit at the time. So. That's amazing. Yeah. How cool is that? Yeah. Well, that's, yeah. That is very interesting. You do So if people are like, oh, is this worth your time going to look at? First of all, you're just going to want to look at it because it's so amazing. There's just so much information out there. But yes, there is so much information that you haven't seen, especially for people who joined in 2020. And there are so many people that listen that are that joined in 2020. When you want to look back and see what are we talking about when we say how things were back then, like this, this gives you such a visual into what the world was like of Peloton back then. I love it so much. Um, Another little fun fact that I found out because I did one of Hannah's, I think it was her eighth anniversary ride. And she's talking about all about the early days. She was, she was employee number 21 (laughs) and it was the same day they opened the white Plains store. So of course I researched and found out when they opened the white Plains store. So I knew what day Hannah started and that she was employee 21. And she also talked about the Christmas party was 30 people that year. This is 2014. Oh, I saw this. And she knitted every... She knitted all the founders Christmas stockings. <laughs> I think that's amazing. I love that. <laughs> and the only reason I know that is because it's not written anywhere. It was because I took that class and it was when we were working on this. And I was like, right, I got to make a note of this. Pulled out my phone. <laughs> made a note. Um, note yourself. Anyway, it. that's a fun fact. That is that's a, a really that's that a fun, fun fact. fact. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Were there any like instructors that just... Because you were taking other classes you hadn't gotten around to that you were like, oh, yeah, I forgot that they were a thing. Oliver Lee. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> I don't love don't click on the Oliver Lee link or you, <laughs> your computer might get a virus. <laughs> I loved your explanation for Oliver Lee when he exited. That really cracked me yeah. up. <laughs> yeah. And I guess he was there for a year. Yeah. A year. And I guess I just never got around to tech. Well, he was a tread instructor. I was going right? to say, it makes sense, though. If yeah. you weren't taking tread classes, yeah. it makes sense. But yeah. yeah. I wasn't sure if he was doing strength, too, but I've really only gotten into strength. He was more doing lately. Strength. So, he was. yeah, he was um, doing strength because he was actually like, you know how they have the little headers on the like at, on the that's app? one thing to call it. What? Um, <laughs> Sorry. His picture was. <laughs> there the, it is. Yeah, exactly. His picture was the face of the strength header. Yeah. Tom. Oh, OK. And then they had the day that they scrubbed everything. That was one of the things and they, they scrubbed. scrubbed. Yeah. That was like <laughs> Soviet Russia. They scrubbed down. Yeah. yeah they, never and that seen was pre-pandemic. Any- no, it was <laughs> Post-pandemic, during pandemic. Was it during? Was it? I don't think I thought so. it was before Or that. was it? I think it was pre-pandemic. I feel like it was too. Because Tread came out in 2018. So I feel like that happened late 2019. Maybe it was early 2020, though. I, oh, it was. It, I, it so was it, May 1st. April. It was April 2020. Yeah. She's, our, I would know. I put together the timeline. <laughs> I just looked it up really fast. Our episode talking about it was May 1st of 2020. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Because yeah. it took a little bit for all of the dust to settle for us to have all the... 
the information. Yes. <laughs> and it really was hard to pinpoint sometime what exact day during the month. I could drill it down some things to the month, but I didn't know when Sure. during the month. That makes sense. Yeah. I, it happened. I just looked at his Instagram and I looked at when it went silent. Peloton's Instagram and I just did a little sleuthing, a little internet sleuthing. Some people call it stalking. Never. <laughs> it's only stalking if you show up on their doorstep. I think exactly. It's, and it's I'm research. not going to do that. Yeah. Or sliding into their DMs. I don't do that either. I wouldn't. And to that one, you just don't know not what you're going to gonna get back. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I don't think he would mind. That's... And even if he did mind, who was he? to say. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, to, to your question about instructors, in the early days, it was so easy to keep up. Yeah. And I got really super excited about any new instructor that came on. Yeah. But once they introduced the tread, and I didn't have the tread, no one really had the tread. They introduced all these instructors before the treads delivered. I had pre-ordered it but then I had back surgery and I decided I need to cancel the pre-order because I just didn't think I could run. Yeah. Still can't really run. But we were in the studio. When I say we, it was my thousandth ride in August of 2018. Wow. And the Fred <laughs> and Timmy and their spouses and Carol Kakuza and Kevin and who else was in that? Lisa Carlson. Yeah was there and we all met up in the studio for my thousandth ride which was awesome that was so much fun and then we went out to brunch and then the next day brunch didn't have anything to do with anything i'm just going through it in my head <laughs> the next day we we wanted to do a tread class yeah so we went to the new tread studio which was on Christopher that, street that back when yeah back in the day and and we did a tread class with olivia that's so fun. And I really loved the tread. I didn't really run that much. Kind of walked it, walked, ran. But but that was a lot of fun. So I got to know Olivia that way. And now she's a bike instructor. That All of that is to say that the pace with which instructors got added. For sure. It got to be hard to keep up. Yeah, I bet. I bet. Even the ones that weren't doing tread, the ones that were doing strength, it was still hard to keep up with them all. Yeah. Yeah. They come at you fast and furious. But enough about mm-hmm. Oliver Lee. No. Ah. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so let's see. You, as you put this together, I know you said that like part of the reason that it was able to come together in its final stages was it was helpful to have a deadline. Is there anything else that you found like helpful to keep going? Because this is not a small project that you undertook. And when people see it, they'll understand yeah. that it's not like they like we all owe you credit and gratitude for having put this together is just it's just so massive. I cannot say thank you enough for what you've done. And it's so oh, exciting it was, to share. When I say it was my pleasure, it was general, genuinely my pleasure, because it just was so much fun to go back in time and then with the, to answer your question, in the more recent years, so much has happened so quickly at rapid fire pace that it was interesting to me to go back and see the things that I had missed because there is just so much happening so quickly. Yeah, I bet. 
I bet. And we hope that we'll be able to keep this going in the future and keep adding to it. And even if it's She's I, odd speed. I, so. And I get it. I get it, Diana. You have done so much. This I say when they came out with the Broadway ride, the six ride, I was like, Oh, I don't need to write that down anymore. We need a new timeline keeper. That's fair, Diana. Yeah. That is fair. Yes. I don't know. If we start now and do it as we go. That's true. It'll be a lot easier. It will. It will. Be so daunting. Yeah, because yeah. a lot of my information came from social media, and you can scroll down so far in social media until it starts bogging down. Yeah, yeah. when you get too yeah. far, it gets down, it's like you're underwater. Like it wants and to, then it doesn't want to move. It will sometimes yeah. just shut the program down and restart. Yeah. And that is the worst. Because you just scroll, so like you scroll for an close. hour, and then yeah. you finally get where you want to go, and it won't. Ha- I've done that so many times. I can't even tell you. I know how frustrating that is. So I agree. We need to keep it clean here going forward. But yeah. I'm so excited to see. And I guess we really haven't explained the vision here. The thought process is what we're going to do. Is by the time you're hearing this, it will already be done. But the idea is we're going to put this on theclipout.com, and we are going to reveal a year one week at a time now the first couple years they're like it's early days so we're probably going to have two years listed not in the a whole first lot week. to see in 2012 yeah, right. yeah that's fair so we'll probably have 2012 and 2013 they're going to be out there and then each week we're going to be introducing a new year that's going to come out and and then we will go from there and for those of you that are part of our patreon community we are also going to invite diana back if she will have us <laughs> and we are going to go into each year and and have these discussions about all the different things. So yeah, so there'll be like episodes, like many episodes of the clip out where we just talk about specific years in history of Peloton, yes. and those will live over on the Patreon. So we'll be doing one of those a week for the next until we're caught up. Yeah, and if Diana doesn't want to kill me, maybe we do like a wrap up every year and we do this. That yeah. might be fun. That might be fun to talk about the a year, year a, a year in review. Wouldn't yeah. that be fun? But a different kind. Yeah. yeah. That's what they called the cool down. Initially, <laughs> it was did. called Year in Review. They did yeah. call that. I'm yeah. so glad you brought that up because I was like, it didn't used to be called the cool down. I couldn't yeah. remember what it had been called, but I knew it wasn't the cool down. See, these, exactly. are the th- these are the facts that you find out whenever you go digging yep. in the timeline. Good stuff. Good <laughs> stuff on this timeline. So exciting. Tom, what yeah. else? We should probably ask her what her leaderboard name yeah, is, right? Diana, I don't think she I mean, said that. Know it, but not the whole world doesn't know it yet. <laughs> I'm Hey DK. Hey DK. Where, so when do you end up writing now since the 6 a.m. classes are defunct? I'm a stalwart 6 a.m. person. That's just my time to work out. And that was my time to work out before Peloton. Yeah. I had a gym that I went to. It was about two minutes away from my house. So it was really easy to get to. I left my house at about quarter till five because I'm in central time. So I would do the 6 a.m. classes, the live classes, because I like the live classes. Yes. I used to like the live classes. <laughs> I don't get to take them much anymore. But yeah, I still get up early in the morning and work out. Is there? And unfortunately, there are a few stragglers, hangers on. I don't know what you want to call them from the 6 a.m. tribe, because that was the group of us that always rode at 6 a.m. Such a great group. I miss y'all. Jayhawk, Samantha Mortlock, and Spin to Be Strong, Joanne Gilbod. We stay in touch. And if one is doing a ride, you have a message, a group me going. And Timmy Hadra and I, my very first Peloton friend, and I guess I have to put Timmy and Fred in the same category because we were the TDF. <laughs> <laughs> Not the Tour de France, but the 
Timmy, Diana, Fred. <laughs> and Timmy and I have been doing Monday, Wednesday, we do a 20 minute ride together. She's traveling this week. So we haven't been riding this week. But that's awesome. That's awesome. Now, do you keep up your same like pattern on the weekends? Or do you mix it up? Do you, how do you handle weekends? I've gotten to where I mix it up a lot, even during the week, because I'll get up, I'll get up and do yoga, still working out at five. But I'll do yoga one morning. You get up at 5 a.m. on the weekend? Oh, not on the weekend. I'm sorry. I missed that part. I missed that part. I thought you meant about just mixing it up in general. On the weekend, sometimes I do yoga. Okay. I love Dennis Morton's reset where he does the 30-minute bike ride and the 20-minute yoga. I love that. But I do not get up at 5. Joanne and Samantha frequently try to coax me out of bed early on a Saturday morning. And I'm like, no, girls. You can have it. Yeah. I'm sleeping late at Saturday. So yeah, usually about 10 o'clock. That's because I've been in my chair with my computer researching Peloton timeline (laughs) until then. (laughs) That was my morning routine. I drink my coffee, pull out my laptop, scroll back to the way, way back. Well, machine. Thank you for scrolling for us. We appreciate it. <laughs> oh, I, again, it was as much for my own edification as it was for anyone else that will ever look at it. It's a true gift to the community, though. It really is. Like for people when they see it, like I, I, I just cannot reiterate enough how amazing it is to see. Altogether. I do also want to give a shout out to the Peloton OG because yeah. when we first started talking about this, I reached out to them and hinted that we were working on this and that if anyone had any intel from the early days before I, since I didn't get the bike until 2015, there were a lot of people that bought bikes with a Kickstarter campaign. Right. And I had some really good feedback from the whole OG group, but Jason Rosenberg in particular, he was a wealth of knowledge and sent me a bunch of pictures, which was great. And Ingrid Hartzell told me about not the OP, but there was a Peloton marketing page on Facebook What? that I would scroll back way, way back. And that's how I got a lot of my early information as well. So that was very cool. They have since shut it down because I tried to look at it more recently. And I think they they took it down. They were <laughs> they like, figured uh, out you were looking at they it. They were like, Diana's been over here digging around. <laughs> this questionable skulker is stalking us on the Facebook. <laughs> we don't trust her. Thank you so much for doing all of that. Yes. It's super exciting to be able to share that with people. And it'll be fun over the next couple months to like slowly reveal that and people and we should reiterate that it's going to be fully interactive so people can go and they click on it and see the pictures up close or go to links that are appropriate that that correspond. And it'll I think people that love Peloton are going to get a real kick out of it. It's going to be. Uh, quite the time suck for a lot of people. Yes. And I also have to give a shout out to Kevin, episode five. He was our, you guys might remember him from the person who didn't have a Peloton that tried one way yes. back on episode five. And uh, Kevin has... I'm going to have to go back and listen to that. I didn't know that's who you were talking about. Yes, yeah. yes. And so he records every week with Tom for their movie podcast. Yes. And Kevin oh. is also responsible for... Most of the equipment in this room, setting it up, he always does all of that stuff for us. And so he is now doing all of our things for the website. And he will be doing a lot of the background stuff of taking Diana's pieces and making it 
come to life in a different way. So there there has been so much work put into this. We just have to say thank you to everybody and all of the people who submitted things, all of the people who found things, like you said, the OG tribe, so many people sent us things. There's just there's just a lot of people to thank. But Diana, pulling it all together, that was all you. And you will always have a special place in our heart. And that is why episode 300 belongs to you. So thank you. Thank y'all. This has been so fun. (laughs) It's been so fun for us, like really has. I've enjoyed every minute of it and we appreciate you. So thank you. Yes. Thank you very much. You're welcome. So I guess that brings this episode to a close. Uh, until next time, where can people find you? People can find me on Facebook.com slash Crystal D. O'Keefe. They can find me on Instagram, uh, Twitter, fa- and, and where? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. The Peloton leaderboard. She's I'm dragging back. this out because she knows I have to pee. <laughs> That's exactly what's going on here. Anyway, you can find me at Clip Out Crystal at all those locations. And you can where find can we find you, Tom? The Twitter. <laughs> Keep peddling pie. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. Don't forget, you can find the show online, Facebook.com slash The Clip Out. And of course, don't forget our YouTube channel, YouTube.com slash The Clip Out. So I feel like there was something there else. There is not anything else. <laughs> you shut your mouth. <laughs> I love you. Or you're going to have to get a steam cleaner for this <laughs> podcast room. So... Anyway, that's it for this one. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, keep pedaling. And rowing. And running. <laughs> <laughs>